welcome to Ink and Impact, the podcast for Christian writers who want to impact their readers. I'm your host, Daylene Bickle, and each week I'll help you keep a pulse on the publishing industry, showcase Christian authors and their books, and share ways you can improve your craft and magnify your message. Whether you're a fiction or nonfiction writer, traditionally or indie published, established or just starting out, this podcast is for you. Did you know that today, September 15th, is National Get Ready Day? Yeah, who knew? I, I didn't know that uh, just until yesterday, whenever I was doing a little bit of research. And I don't know who comes up with these day designations, but I decided to run with it for this episode because, well, it ties in rather nicely with authorship. Many aspiring authors decide to write a book and immediately dive into the deep end without testing the waters first. And while that's laudable on one hand, I mean, after all, you do have to put in the work and actually write, but it's also foolhardy on the other. Without proper preparation, you can unintentionally forgo quality, you can lose money, and it can invite negative criticisms. If you're a writer aspiring to become an author, it's wise to consider a few important points before you make impromptu decisions that might negatively affect your author experience. And if you're a Christian aspiring author, it's critical that you take the time to adequately prepare for the journey so you're not running ahead of God or throwing in the towel at the first challenging experience. Now, what kind of preparations am I talking about? Three of them, actually. We need to get ready to write. We need to get ready to market. And we need to get ready to withstand. So let's break each of these down, starting with write. Before you actually write your book, you need a story idea. Now, I think everybody assumes this is a given, but let's just talk about this for a minute. You need an outline, a basic plot idea, some semblance of the transformation or journey you're going to take the reader on. This will keep you focused on what needs to be said, rather than just going off in a million tangents and never finishing your book. I've seen that happen before. And you need to have a clear vision of what you want your book to be about and what you want it to accomplish understand that, what you want it to accomplish, before you start diving into marketing, which, by the way, you need to start doing as soon as you begin writing your book. Yes, that early. So after you get your story idea, what next? You also need a goal. What specifically do you want to do for your readers? Is this book part of your overall income strategy? If so, how will you price your book and how many books will you need to sell to meet your financial obligations? Do you dream of collaborating with certain people through your book? Are you using your book to launch a speaking career or a nonprofit ministry? Be upfront and honest with yourself. Why are you writing your book? And what do you feel God is wanting you to do with it? Write those things down so that you can keep them front and foremost in your mind as you begin to write. And the third part under writing is schedule. So before you actually start writing those chapters, it's helpful to have a schedule in place. 
Now, if you're self-publishing, you get to set your publication date. And so I'm going to address this in this episode. I'm speaking to self-published authors right now. While many people claim to whip out books in 30 days or less, I discourage you from doing that. Yes, you can write a rough draft in 30 days, but I personally question the print quality of books that are written and published in fewer than 30 days. It typically doesn't allow time for editing, the graphic design and layout, revisions, um, beta readers to review the content, and for you to make more corrections and revisions. Um, If you need permissions, if you're going to be including certain photographs or song lyrics or quoting lengthy um, paragraphs from someone else's work, you need those reprint permissions and those can take time. So what I recommend first-time authors especially is to at least allow six months, but preferably up to a year, okay? And write that deadline on your calendar, that publication date. Put it on your calendar and then start backing up to know how quickly or how much you need to write in order to reach that goal. So like I said, remember I, about the print quality, how you want to have time for the editor and the, the designer and all that? So let's factor that into this equation too. So you have your publication date on your calendar, then go back two weeks for printing. If you're going to have print books, now if you're doing an ebook, you don't have to worry about that. Then back up another three to four weeks for the designer to do his or her magic on your book and laying it out and designing the cover and all of that. Now, back up yet another two to three weeks for editing, depending on how long your book is or how busy the editor is when they can fit you in. And so where do you where are you standing at right now on that calendar? Okay, that right there is when you need to have your rough draft finished by. Okay, so now that you have that marked on your calendar, you need to figure out how many topics or chapters or scenes you're going to have in your book. And then you're going to work out a weekly schedule based on that. How many weeks do you have until your rough draft deadline? How many chapters do you have? So how many chapters do you have to write a week or how many chapters do you have to write a month? And then you can back up even further to figure out, okay, I need to have this many chapters done per week. How many days a week do I need to write or how many hours a week do I need to write in order to ultimately reach those goals? This becomes your writing schedule. It's very helpful for you to have this in hand before you just dive in to your book. So that covers the marketing. Getting ready to write. Now we're heading into marketing. In addition to the basic foundational tools that I mentioned in last week's episode, if you didn't hear that, you can go to inkandimpact.com and listen to episode 15. And that was titled 10 Important Tech Tools for Authors, where I discussed what you needed um, as far as systems and um, tech for getting your website established, setting up your newsletter, that kind of thing. But this week, I'm talking about something a little differently. You also need to determine the following components at the outset of your author journey. There, again, are three. The first is connect. You undoubtedly know that you need to know who your ideal audience is. Everyone shouts that from the rafters, that you need to know who you're writing to and who you're writing for. Yes, you get that. But what you also need to consider at this beginning stage 
is how are you going to connect with those people? Keep track of where those ideal readers hang out. Are they on social media sites? Maybe they're more in person. Like if you're writing a business book, I know a lot of authors sell at um, business events, at networking events, at conferences. You know, they make it, make their income from bulk sales to that audience in person. What events do they go to? Maybe it's book fairs or festivals, or maybe they just like to hang out at libraries. So you want to make sure you get your book into libraries, especially if you are writing cozy mysteries or some type of romance or things like that where there are a lot of book clubs. You definitely want to be in the libraries because I know all of my local libraries have shelves full of book club selections. Do your people like to buy online or at local bookstores? Maybe you want to be in both of those depending on where your ideal clients, ideal audience hang out. What complementary businesses or organizations host events that attract your readers. Go to them, see if you can collaborate with them in some way. Make it easy for your readers to find you. Go where they like to hang out, and if you aren't sure, this is the perfect time to start doing that research. Then there's also the budget aspect of marketing. A lot of people don't like to talk about this, right? Money is a sensitive topic. But we need to be honest as we evaluate our current finances and consider income that we expect to make later in the year. So I never ever recommend that anyone go into debt. And yes, I'm talking about credit card debt too. Don't put all kinds of stuff on the credit card if you can't pay it off at the end of the month, especially for funding your marketing efforts, because if you intend to buy ads, that can add up quickly. I wouldn't say it's, I'm not a huge proponent. I just don't have much experience with ads personally myself, so I, I can't really speak to that. But I have heard that many people have spent a lot of money and a lot of unexpected, unplanned money with ads. So you need to be careful with that and you need to stick to a budget if you're going to do ads. I encourage you to start small with your marketing and work your way up. Keep a list of all necessary expenses and all desired expenses making sure you take care of the necessary ones before you start taking care of the want list. And the third point today I want to talk about under marketing is to establish a marketing plan. Start working on your marketing plan on day one that you decide that you want to write a book. And like I said, while ads are probably the most recognizable way to market and also the most expensive, there are many other ways to advertise. There are conferences and festivals who are always looking for sponsors or people to put ads in their brochures. You have to create business cards a lot of times, so there's that expense. But also, there are places that don't cost a lot of money, such as podcast interviews. You know, when you can pitch podcasts and be in, um, interviewed there, be a guest, that's a great way to market your book and reach new readers. You can pitch bloggers in your niche, you know, where your target audience likes to, to go and hang out. Ask if you can write a guest blog for them and that guest blog post would ideally be centered on the topic of your book or what your experience is in. So it flowed naturally at the end in your byline when you mention that you're an author so that you can put in the byline, you know, that you are an author of XYZ book 
And the people that just read this blog post about this particular topic will be like, yes, I want to read that. Of course, you can also go traditional marketing, right? And go with submitting press releases to radio stations and television stations. But that requires research as well up front because you have to research who is the appropriate person and start creating those spreadsheets of all of these people that you want to reach out to. That is legwork that you can do at the very beginning when you're just starting writing so that at the end of the book, when you're ready to publish, you're not scrambling trying to find contacts and ready to pull your hair out because there's so much going on at that time. So do yourself a favor and start doing the research and creating those spreadsheets with contacts early. Now we are going to the withstand portion. Now, what do I mean by that? Sounds kind of ominous, maybe. I don't intend it to be ominous, but I, it is serious and it's something that we do need to consider. You know, although we're ultimately bringing messages of redemption and grace and mercy, hope and love and encouragement to our readers, we are also called to share important yet sometimes difficult biblical truths. And even when bathed in prayer and shared in love, those truths are increasingly being resented, rejected, and sometimes angrily refuted by some readers. We therefore need to prepare ourselves in advance for inevitable moments of confrontation and accusations. These might come from family members, uh, nameless Amazon reviewers, social media followers or trolls, or any number of both expected and surprising sources. So rather than being blindsided and caught off guard, and when we're caught off guard, we tend to lash out, right? And say the first thing off the top of our head, rather than just sitting back. And a lot of times it's just worth it to not say anything at all. So begin to prepare for the inevitable. Hopefully it won't happen often, but it probably will happen at least once, okay? So how can you prepare your heart and mind for this? It could be best summarized with these two words, armor up. And of course I'm referring to Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. But to maintain consistency with the other categories, I'll break it into three different action steps. So first, to withstand, we're going to invite God into each of our writing sessions and each of our marketing efforts. He's the one who has given us the story. Who better to help us write it? And he is sovereign God, and he is able to open those doors for our books that we wouldn't be able to do on our own. Second, to withstand, we need to pray regularly. As we lay our requests at the feet of the Father and intercede on behalf of others, we are rightly prioritizing our time and giving God glory. And finally, and this is important, we should begin to gather scripture and memorize scripture. The Bible is God's word and it can be trusted. So I wanted to share some scriptures to get you started and I will have these all listed in the show notes so that you can just print them out if you would like at the website inkandimpact.com. But I wanted to share these just to give you an idea of, of how you can start preparing your heart for this. So when we're afraid, 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Then Hebrews 13.6 says, So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, I will not fear. What can man do to me? 
And then there's Proverbs 29, 25, which says, The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. And maybe there are times when we're angry, when we get those reviews that we just didn't understand or we just don't agree with. The Bible says in Romans 12, 21, Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. And then Matthew 6:14 reminds us, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. And when we're discouraged, Philippians 1, 6 tells us, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Psalm 37, 5 says, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And then 1 Peter 4, verses 12 through 13 says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. And I just want to conclude this segment of today's episode by reading 1 Peter 3, verses 14 through 18. But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience, so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. So now we're going to move into a little bit more lighthearted information, and that is to remind you about listener opportunities. Have you written a Christian book, fiction or nonfiction? It doesn't have to be just within this year. If you have written a Christian book, I would love to learn about it. Send me an email at info at inkandimpact.com that includes your name, the title of the book, a brief summary, like the back cover copy, and a link to where I can see the cover and read a few sample pages. Please don't send any attachments, but I do want to learn about your book. And I would love to be able to share it with others. I know, especially with indie published authors, it's hard to get your book seen a lot of times. And I would love to help get you a little bit of traction here through the podcast. Now, I am so excited about the Inkwell that I've been putting on for about two years now, where we meet every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern to write and connect with each other and pray with each other. It's just really blossoming into this beautiful weekly writing session that I know I get so much out of and I hear from so many of the other participants that they are really thriving with it as well. And yet I also hear from several West Coast people that they would love to join, but it's just too early in the morning, 10 a.m., in Eastern time is, I believe, 7 a.m. their time. And I know that's really hard, especially if you have littles and you're trying to get them out the door to school. If you have another job and you're trying to get off to work, I understand that. So I'm thinking of adding another time slot. So I would still keep the 10 o'clock, that's not changing, but adding a, t a two o'clock Eastern time slot on Wednesdays. And I would love to get feedback from those in the Pacific Standard Time, or even the Mountain Time, wherever you're at, 
wherever you're at, let me know if you would be interested in a 2 p.m. Eastern Time writing session at the Inkwell. And please do send me an email at info, info at inkandimpact.com. Or if you're on Instagram, like I am, that is my favorite social platform of choice these days, send me a DM. Connect with me and send me a DM and let me know what your thoughts are about the Inkwell. An email at info at e- oh, I can't even say my own email address today. Goodness. There we go. That's it for today, fellow pen pusher. Remember, don't just write a book. Make an impact. <laughs>